Hey, Planet Money listeners, if you're looking for other great shows, other great podcasts to check out, we recommend the TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. They recently did a show all about the end of privacy, asking the question whether privacy will soon be a relic of the past. You can find this show and all their other episodes on iTunes, along with a bunch of other NPR podcasts. So we got horses here, dogs all around us. This is Bill Earle. He's been driving a UPS truck in rural Pennsylvania for about 20 years. I'd advise you not to get out of the truck here. In a lot of ways, the job looks the same as ever. Brown truck, dogs, lady coming out to apologize about the dogs. Is that really steel? Speed on the truck, sorry. <laughs> Underneath the surface, though, Bill's job has changed a lot. When he started back in the 90s, he was a guy out there by himself, alone in a truck on an empty road. UPS was a trucking company. Today, it's a technology company. His truck is a rolling computer. Every step Bill takes, every mile he drives, it's tracked. From the time he punches it in the morning till he gets back to base at night, the company's trying to figure out how Bill can do his job quicker and more efficiently. In a quieter moment, Bill pulls out that thing you sign your name on when the UPS guy gives you a package. It's actually a little handheld computer, and he shows me. It knows where he is, and it knows where the dogs are. Here, that N means that there's a special note at this address. So let's go in here. I'm going to hit my note button and see what it says. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Beware of the animal. (laughs) So, yeah, and and that will actually, when we get there and we we enter that address, it'll actually pop up and go, you know, it'll warn you, watch out for the doggy because it's going to be right behind you, you know. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. I'm Jacob Goldstein. And I'm Zoe Chase. Technology means that no matter what kind of job you have, whether you're alone in a truck on an empty road or sitting in a cubicle in front of your computer, your company can now monitor everything you do. Today on the show... The future of work in America looks like a brown truck full of cardboard boxes. We talk a lot about robots taking our jobs, but there is this other vision. A worker surrounded by sensors and computers can be better than any robot. Human plus machine can be better, can be more efficient, more productive than any machine alone. But making this happen is not easy. To make workers more productive and more efficient, you have to know everything, everything about your machines, everything about your people. And you need numbers, you need data, and you need a man who loves data. The data is about as important as the package for us. This is Jack Levis. He's the guy at UPS in charge of gathering all this data and figuring out what to do with it. He started out loading UPS trucks as a part-time job during college back in the late 70s. And he's always been kind of a data guy. There weren't handheld computers back when he started, but when he got promoted to supervisor, he used the next best thing. I was the only employee who had a um, calculator. It was a TI, I think a TI-55 or something like that. Right? I needed it for a stat class. So I would use it every day, walk the belts, and key in what I saw, and, and the calculator would help me with uh, how much more work we had to do. This is basically what Jack does today, except now instead of a Texas Instruments graphing calculator, he has lots and lots of really fast computers and a whole team in Maryland all using data to figure out how to shave time off UPS deliveries. 
Jack talks a lot about small amounts of time and large amounts of money. For example, just one minute per driver per day over the course of a year adds up to $14.5 million. He's got a lot of these. Uh, one keystroke per driver per day is about $100,000, 100000 a year. Let's do one more. One minute of idle per driver per day is worth about $500,000 of fuel at the end of the year. Now, in the old days at UPS, data guys like Jack didn't have that much data to work with. They knew how many packages got delivered and how many miles got put on the truck that day. But in a world where any false step or extra keystroke could mean lost time and therefore significant lost revenue for UPS, they needed to know what Bill and the other UPS drivers were doing every second. So they wired him up. Here's Bill dropping off a package next to a house out in the Pennsylvania countryside. I hit the delivery button, and then it asked me where I left it, if I, let, if I met one of the customers, or we put it at the side door, so I'll say side door, so that package can now be tracked. And then now is your computer going to tell you where to go next? It does. It already has our next stop lined up. His handheld computer isn't just for customer signatures and warnings about dogs. It has a GPS. It tracks every step Bill takes. It turns out there are a lot of computers tracking Bill. When we're in his truck, standard issue, big brown thing like a giant loaf of bread, we're surrounded by hundreds of tiny sensors. They know we're plugged in with our seatbelts, speed that we're traveling at. If you have an incident where, you're, where you have to suddenly apply the brake, that shows also. There are sensors that measure whether the door behind Bill is open or closed, whether the truck is in reverse. Hundreds more sensors gather all kinds of data from the truck's engine and know when parts are wearing out. All this information goes into a little black box in the back of the truck. And at the end of the day, when Bill gets back to the local UPS warehouse, the data gets sent off to Paramus, New Jersey, where computers crunch through numbers from UPS trucks all around the country. Then the numbers get sent to Jack and his team in Maryland. But for Jack and the team, just having the information is not enough. They have to figure out what to do with it. It is not easy to find new ways to shave seconds off a delivery. Like by the time Jack got to the company, UPS had already been shaving time off for decades. For instance, Jacob, you told me someone had already figured out if you're a driver and you're right handed, you need to put your pen in your left pocket and vice versa. So Jack and his team spend all day going through the data, trying to figure out what's left to improve. You know, um, it's almost embarrassing, but uh, one of the one of the engineers said, you know, the drivers spend time opening and closing the door behind them. And starting the vehicle takes time. And you know what? Replacing keys that get lost take time. So we tested a key fob. And the key fob will um, start the vehicle for the driver. Push, push button start, no key. You know, save some time. And it will open and shut the door behind them automatically. Watch this. Watch my bulkhead door. Is that high tech or what? <laughs> Just shaving a few seconds off deliveries made our drivers a little bit more productive. Little solutions like this add up. But UPS also had this one big problem that had vexed them for decades, and it is a classic problem in this business. Mathematicians have been studying versions of this problem for centuries. It's called the traveling salesman problem. Here it is. If you have to make a bunch of stops, what's the most efficient order to make them in? Sounds easy because we have Google Maps. 
Yeah, and you can use Google Maps if you have to make a few stops. But it turns out if, like a UPS driver, you have to make, say, 100 stops, this problem is profoundly difficult. No driver, no matter how much experience he has, could do it in his head. Even with computers, it's really hard. And on top of that, UPS drivers have this extra challenge, which is different packages have different delivery times. If you had a package to your house by 1030, top of the list, the driver sees that. Your neighbor has one that's not due for the end of the day. That's on the list, but the driver has to decide, do I deliver your neighbor's house now or do I come back later to deliver your neighbor's house? And that's that's a lot of complications, whether you realize it or not. You know, the, the number of ways is nearly unimaginable. Hundreds of people, a lot of them with PhDs, worked on this problem for years for UPS, and they are actually only solving it right now. They started rolling it out last year. Today, Bill Earle's computer tells him all the packages he has to deliver at each stop. Other computers help figure out how to load the truck in the morning and the best order to deliver the packages in all day. And that, combined with the key fob and all these other hundreds of little changes, all this means Bill can deliver more packages than he used to. When you started, how many stops would you have in a normal day? Like an average day, maybe 87 to 100 stops. So. And how about now? Now And now, you know, you, the average day is 130, 130 stops probably. So from 90 or 100 to about 130? Yes. Seems like a lot. Yeah, it does seem like a lot. <laughs> when you hear people talk about technology increasing productivity, this is what they're talking about. Same guy, same truck, lots more deliveries. Bill says in some ways technology has made his job easier, but he also says it's been tough learning to live with being tracked and being measured. It's, I think it's harder for the older guys, somebody uh, like me who has been doing the job, the, the old dogs who've been doing the job for a long time and then have, have to try to conform and, and comply. And, it, it, you know, it does feel like Big Brother. Take, for example, backing up. back right up to their dock here. For safety reasons, UPS doesn't like it when their drivers back up too much. They know exactly how many times you back up and where you're backing up, and they also know the distance. They know how far you're backing it and the speed that you're backing at. And so do they ever say, hey, you're backing up too much, you're backing up too fast? Every day. Every day they do, yes. You, you can't let it feel like it's an attack on your own personal, um, the way you've been doing the job. You can't look at it that way because you, you'll, you'll get so frustrated that you, you won't even want to do it anymore, you know. It's creepy. But Bill says there are limits to what the company can do. He's in a union, the Teamsters, and the way the company tracks workers is now actually negotiated into the contract. The company cannot discipline drivers based solely on the data, and it can't collect data without telling them. Also, Bill says he does share in the reward that all the technology brings. As the drivers have become more productive, their pay has gone up. In the last 20 years, total compensation for UPS drivers, the wages and the benefits, it has doubled. This is the classic Econ 101 benefit of rising productivity. Deliver more packages or write more TPS reports or make more stuff or whatever and get more money. When we say the future of work looks like a UPS truck with companies watching workers, measuring workers, the one obvious upside for workers is more money. 
But we should say here that UPS drivers have a few advantages that many other workers do not, which may be why in the past few decades, lots of workers in other parts of the economy have not seen their compensation rise along with their productivity. UPS drivers are in a union. Also, you can't outsource their jobs. Workers in other countries just can't deliver packages to rural Pennsylvania. And UPS drivers can't be replaced by flying robots, by drones, at least not yet. Fortunately, I still feel like the company entrusts me to go out on the road. I'm the ultimate person that makes the decision. The thing that would probably get to you the most is if one day you became, uh, you know, a robot sitting in the chair and someone's in your ear saying, go right, go left, go left, go right, you know. So fortunately, it's not it's not at that point right now. The UPS data guy, Jack Levis, he says the company is working on it. As always, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at planetmoney at npr.org. Also today, you might want to go to the blog npr.org slash money because there you will find a picture of our very own Jacob Goldstein dressed as a UPS driver. And you do not want to miss this picture. Just to be clear, UPS has this corporate rule that if you're going to ride along on a UPS truck, you got to wear the uniform. Our show today was produced by Fia Benin and Damiano Marchetti. If you're looking for something else to listen to, NPR has lots of podcasts on iTunes. One is the TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. It's a show about new ideas in technology, entertainment, and design. I'm Jacob Goldstein. I'm Zoe Chase. Thanks for listening. But it's just another chance.